0: Hello, and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for this show is to get to the heart of well being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well being. If you want to take control of your well being and prioritize yourself, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. Do you need a retreat to reset your health and well-being? Is it time to detox or accelerate your well-being journey? Join me for a three-day all-inclusive one-to-one retreat in a beautiful beachside home on the stunning New South Wales coast. Immerse yourself in this empowering and experience, rest, reset and renew. Head to livingfabulously.com forward slash personalized retreats. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. It's Bev and today I am going solo. Yes, it's just you and I. How intimate is that? So I'm so glad you've joined me today because I wanted to talk about the sources of toxins in food and water. And I feel it's really important because our bodies were designed perfectly and they were intended to eat as nature provides and not a source of toxic chemicals as a toxic soup in our lives. So I really feel passionate about this and I will share with you ways that you can protect yourself. So let's begin with the sources of toxins in food. So the first one is processed foods. So processed foods, when I'm talking about processed food, I'm referring to the things that you'd find in a bag, box, jar or can because they have been made to live on the shelf in some way. And if you read the label, you will notice how many chemicals, additives and colors have been put in there to create food-like substances. And this is for convenience, I get that. But for example, you could become a really good label reader and avoid some of the toxic chemicals. Or, as we're going to talk about later, you could change your shopping habits. So why is it important not to have processed foods? Well, two of the big ones is that with the chemicals and additives included in there, what ends up happening is that your body doesn't know what to do with this. And some of the chemicals and additives actually create cravings in the body. But the other downside is that it leads to weight gain because the body doesn't know what to do and it thinks, well I'm not going to get any decent food in a while, so it creates this sort of drought environment in your body. But the other critical thing is that over time those chemicals and additives damage your gut lining and create what's known as leaky gut. So the gut is normally impermeable. In other words, what you eat and drink is not transferred into the blood system except for nutrients, micronutrients. But what ends up happening over time when you're eating a lot of processed foods and other undesirable foods that are not good for you is you can create this permeability in the gut. And then what ends up happening is it compromises the gut wall And those things, even particles of protein and food, can leak out into your peritoneal cavity, which is your your tummy area. And it also then can get absorbed straight into the blood. And that then impacts the blood-brain barrier as well. So it's really got profound effects. And have you ever wondered why there are more food allergies as time goes on? And it's because the foods that we know as a typical foods are no longer foods that have grown in a the field. They've actually been manufactured in a factory. So that's one area. So the processed foods with all the chemicals and additives is an area and a huge source of toxins. The second area that's a source of toxins with food, is conventional produce. So these are grown with pesticides. And there was a recent expose of the deadly level of pesticides in the tea that we drink. And eight big brand names were amongst them. So it's not like you're even safe when you read their marketing material, which is what they're there for. It's a marketing machine. They're going to convince you that they use a safe level of pesticides. Now, your body wasn't designed to break down pesticides. In the days gone by, our family members, if they did grow crops, they were using usually rotation farming. They would do companion planting, and so there wasn't a need for pesticides. The other thing with conventional produce, particularly corn and wheat, it has been genetically modified to be pest resistant. So in the seed, they have embedded things like Roundup. Now Roundup is a poison that you would use in the garden, except I wouldn't use it because it is a neurotoxin. And what's happening is we are now ingesting the neurotoxin and we are also inhaling it. If you are using Roundup in your garden, I strongly urge you to go and do the research on the impact of Roundup on your body. It's very well documented. So what can often happen with the conventional produce is with the pesticides is It may happen immediately so you can feel really weird but you could end up with cramps in the muscles or in the stomach. You could end up with an elevated heart rate and the other one which people don't seem to notice because they put it to other things is emotional instability. So a lot of people are suffering from anxiety, depression, ADHD there is a strong correlation between what you eat and the way that this shows up in your body so one of the guests on my show previously Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride developed the gut and psychology syndrome protocol because she recognized the link between emotional instability whatever its cause and gut health so just really important to understand that conventional produce is laden with toxins. And then contamination. Now, there was recently a scare in the United States where, in fact, a number of people not only were violently ill, but some people actually died from contamination of the remain lettuce. You know, you're probably thinking to yourself, how does this happen in this day and age? Well there's three ways that it happens. The first is through the application of dirty water to the produce. The second way is that the transport of that produce is in unhygienic conditions. So in some countries, even places like America, you will find that it may have been grown in organic situation but the vehicle it's transported into the warehouse or to the next stage of the life cycle is unhygienic. And in some countries, especially third world countries, they use the same vehicles for transporting livestock as they do for transporting the fresh produce. So contamination is actually quite easy. The third way is through unwashed hands now this happens quite frequently and actually more frequently than you'd like to know in the restaurants that you go to or in the cafes that you go to because unwashed hands the level of bacteria on your hands and within you handling food it's just actually quite frightening if you knew what the health inspectors go through different uh, restaurants and take swabs of hands and stuff yeah but you can even create that at home if you are handling food with unwashed hands this contamination could also happen at home so what does contamination of food do well often you end up with a food poisoning of some kind and that shows up as vomiting diarrhea cramps and a fever so you might not only have, you might only have one. My body is a particularly strong barometer for sense of contamination. I can sometimes, even while I'm sitting in the restaurant, end up with cramps. So those are the restaurants that I then avoid. <laughs> so what's important to note, though, is how can you protect yourself? What are three ways you could protect yourself? So let's talk about that. The first one is to eat whole organic foods. So they are grown under conditions that do not include chemicals and pesticides and they will not usually come in a bag, box, can or jar. So they will be in your fresh produce at your local farmer's market or the fresh produce aisle in the supermarket. And the added bonus, besides not being a toxic soup of chemicals, is that they will be gluten-free and sugar-free. The second one is when you're choosing that pesticide-free organic food, know that they are mineral-rich. But what you need to make sure is that you do not purchase damaged goods. So even if you are at the supermarket or at your local farmer's market, make sure that the produce that you select is not bruised and it certainly does not have any blemishes on it and it's not cut through like so often in the handling of softer vegetables and fruits, it can get damaged. So make sure that you take the time to look for that because that is where the bacteria then start to breed. The third way you can protect yourself in terms of toxins in food is to wash all vegetables and fruit before using and eating and definitely after washing your hands. So one of the ways you can do this is to add some salt to filtered water in a basin and scrub the firm skin of things like potatoes or butternut and pumpkins those type of things if it's something like broccoli, where there's all these little nooks and crannies make sure that you soak them in that lightly salted water the other thing is even if you're going to peel something you need to wash it first to get rid of the contamination that's on the skin so those are three ways to protect yourself from the sources of toxins and food Let's talk about the sources of toxins in water. I'm sure you, like me, we live in a first world country and we have access to tap water, which comes from our water board. So, our water board are governed by rules and regulations. They need to test the water, and we start to make an assumption that the water we're drinking is fit for us. However, the Environmental Working Group found that in their testing that there were more than 140 contaminants from tap water. This could be different kinds of chemicals. It could be different kinds of things that do not break down. And one really good example is the toxic leaching out from Teflon. So Teflon is used to coat nonstick pans and it releases what's called PFOA and PFCs, and these never break down. So let's just paint an example so that we're all on the same page. We cook with a nonstick pan. We wash it. That water leaves into our sewage system, which goes to a sewage treatment plant. They do a certain amount of cleansing and the excess water is released into our waterways. Now, if you know the water cycle, so for example, if it goes into the river to the sea, it still gets into the air and then it comes down as rain and it feeds our waterways again. So it's a cycle that happens. Those contaminants like the PFOA and PFCs from Teflon do not break down. So they persist in our waterways. The second type, which I was just amazed by, is pharmaceuticals. So the University of Arizona, I read the study that they did and some of the data was from America and some of the data was from the United Kingdom. What they found in their studies was that there were traces and large quantities sometimes of antibiotics, antidepressants, painkillers, blood pressure, cholesterol medication, anti-seizure medication the anti-seizure medication was the highest in the study that was done in the united kingdom so this is water coming straight out of the tap now you think well how does that happen do people dump medicine into the waterway well that could be one way they put unused medicine down the sink but let's just think of the body biology if i was taking medications I would take them, usually orally, and that would work through my body. My body would usually respond to the drug that I've been given. And then it would pass either through my urine or through a bowel movement. Your toilet system is connected to the sewage system, which then goes to the sewage treatment plant. It gets cleansed to a certain level and out into the waterways. So it's just amazing to think that the pharmaceuticals that people are taking are showing up in our water. The other thing is, think of the movie Erin Brockovich. That was about the fact that there were industrial and agricultural contaminants in the water and people were sick and dying of things like cancer. Heavy metals found in the waterways are not only neurotoxic so it means they damage the nervous system and the brain but they're also carcinogenic and disrupt your hormones system Erin Brockovich was that movie was based on real life and the sad thing is that it's still happening today and i'm sharing this not to alarm you but to know that we need to make better choices even though the water board is there and it's being governed, it's not stringent enough to actually take care of all these other products that are persisting in the waterway. So you may be thinking, well, bottled water is an easy fix. The reality is that most bottled water companies are not required to test and disclose their results of their testing. And many bottled water companies still have contaminants in the water. So it's not a safe get out of jail free card. The other thing is that most bottled water is stored in plastic. And plastic leaches what's called PET, also a hormone disruptor. And so the bottle, if you think of it, it gets bottled in the factory It will sit in a warehouse, it will then get delivered to a supermarket chain's warehouse and then it ends up on the shelf. So all of that time, the toxins from the plastic are leaching into the water. And I think the third thing that's really important is to know that plastic does not break down in our lifetime. So I watched an interesting video where the question was, Should we be focusing on recycling or should we be focusing on not using and hence the need to not recycle? Because this lady was talking about the fact that plastic takes more than 400 years to break down. And it's a huge cost to the environment in terms of trash and waste. And if we think again back to the water cycle, if you've got this plastic that they perhaps bury in dumps, water table is usually fairly close to the surface so that is leaching into our waterway too so it's not an easy solution bottled water is not an easy solution so let's talk about three keys to protect yourself number one is to filter your tap water you can start at the sort of left end of the spectrum right through to multi-stage multi cartridge filtration so start where you are now the best thing you can do is to purchase yourself a carbon filter at minimum so what that's going to do is it's going to remove the chlorine the lead the copper and also other micro contaminants from the water and then there are other different kinds of filters but what we want is we want water to retain its minerals if you were going to invest in something that's under the counter and permanent, you would look at a multi stage filter that is at one micron filtration. In the meantime, a company like Brita produce different types of carbon filters. The one I'm using at the moment is really easy to work with because it has a disc. You know, I've also had the other ones, the jugs, which have a little cartridge in it. But what I like about the Brita filter system is that it has a timer on it. And the timer allows you to set it and then it's usually four weeks or up to 150 liters of filtered water. So that's at least, you know, a way to protect yourself. But the second way to protect yourself is to ensure that you replace and maintain those filters regularly because it's no use having something that's sort of not doing its job and then the next way to protect yourself is to ensure that when you store water that's been filtered that you're using a glass or a stainless steel bottle or jug so when you take your water out to in the car make sure you're using a glass container or a stainless steel container the glass nowadays, those water bottles seem to have a sleeve on them to prevent them from breaking. I prefer stainless steel. I find it light. I find it easy in case I do perhaps drop it. So for me, that's an option. But at home, I will use a glass jar. So I hope you find that helpful. And just in summary, three ways to protect yourself in terms of toxins from food is to eat whole organic foods and when you choose them choose those that are without any blemish or damage to them and thirdly wash your own hands and wash all your vegetables before using and eating filter your tap water with a carbon filter at minimum and make sure you're replacing maintaining them regularly and then use a glass or stainless steel drink bottle or jug. Thank you so much for listening, and I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev, or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.